0: It has been a while for us
1: it feels like it right yeah I mean, we haven't I just, been texting
0: oh yeah well we talk pretty much constantly and you're you daily very much yeah on yeah daily honestly my you're, wife <laughs> you're very aware of all the thoughts going through my head but yeah in terms of podcast it's been a week and a half two
1: weeks yeah I mean it's exhausting for people to listen I don't know they they probably didn't miss us so
0: I hope the fans fun. missed us, all twenty two of our fans, like I hope <laughs> <they> missed <us. laughs> yeah, four point three of you <laughs> I'm so glad you jumped on the the decimal train. I think I said that yeah, to you before. Yeah. it just makes uh, everything funnier, like side I remember, and specificity is such a well, it just takes you takes you from the side. part of me wishes you had met me freshman year because I remember when I. Lost my virginity, and I told everyone that I didn't want to fully count it, so I called it my 0. 0.5. Oh,
1: oh, I I remember. Remember when Kajal that. had? Well, I wasn't there for it, but remember when Kajal had the whiteboard of? <laughs> it's just crazy that there was a whiteboard of like where everyone had gotten and what we had all done, and like Xena's parents would move in and out of
0: that room, and like it would just be up on the wall. I can't I can't believe I blocked that out of my mind. It's coming you you back know now. what I'm talking about
1: though, right? <laughs> <I do>. anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway. College was a trip capital T. Yeah. I um,
1: hmm. I miss it.
0: I miss it and I don't <laughs> I could not do it again. Um yeah. and to be honest, I prefer my friendships and dynamics with everyone from college now to what it was then because
1: I think yeah, me as a person, I'm way better. It's just, I'm like nostalgic for days of like, you know, like going into grimy clubs, just hugging people and not having Trump as president. And, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, you know, just the basics. You know, when things were better. Question yeah. Mark, better? I don't know. The I debate don't know how tonight. Much better they were. Yo, then, the, but...
1: yo, the debate tonight was. Whack,
0: (laughs) (laughs) a hot mess. Um, we were we were both not gonna watch the whole thing. You were like, I'm gonna watch 30 minutes, and I was like, I'm not watching. I'm gonna watch clips. I know, but listen, you're really the one that got me
1: back on. I did have the willpower to shut it off, but you were like, (laughs) Yo, I'm hooked now, and I'm like, Listen, (laughs) like, it's so hard. It's like you're gonna turn this off, and what? Like, I don't even have e. Like, I'm I can't even catch the latest Keeping Up with the Kardashians season. So like. And this is, like, it, it's, it was the worst debate, the worst presidential debate, but the best, like, catfight. It
0: was, like, so funny. <laughs> like, I was popping That's, off on Twitter. Right. for Like, I never live tweet things anymore because I have tried to grow up. Um, but this, you but know. here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, here we are. Back post the debate. 15 again, live tweeting all of my most raw opinions. Like, yeah. literally, so I thought, one of the things I tweeted I have to read it to you. Um, you have to. There's exactly 1.5 brain cells shared by these three men. Yo, Chris Chris stepped
1: up. He really, you know, did more than ask a question tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why he gets 1.3 of those brain cells. <laughs> and point 0.2, again, goes to Biden and zero for Trump. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: my thing is, like... And I'm really I'm really not like I understand. I know people are like, I, I don't understand how you can possibly vote for Trump, but I, I would never. But I do understand why some people voted for him, because it does feel like I don't know, whatever they feel what they feel in terms of being held hostage by the media or like not trusting authority or wanting to clean the swamp or, or being
0: uh, racist and wanting to racist, someone in that you know, is aligned whatever. to that
1: yeah but like they think how they think but it was interesting for me to be like objectively even if I'm like not already if I don't already want Biden to win Trump sounded like a clown tonight oh my god such a clown like he just even if I went in being like let me give this a fair chance which I didn't I will admit obviously because he's a monster but even if I went in being like let's give this a fair chance like he the amount he interrupted and and his gag is so obvious, you know what I mean? like he was just like, Um, well, you just lost the far left with that comment, and then in the next like two minutes later, he'd be like, Well, you're with Bernie and the socialist manifesto, and I'm like, so he's losing the far left, he's part of the far left he's just his whole thing is like divisive, and like that's why I did tell you like i, I I was big, hardcore Bernie, but I do understand why people were worried that Bernie couldn't stand up to Trump because he has like a strong opinion and wants to change a lot of things. And Trump can like spin that into good reality TV and attack it and make it like, you know, he's like a commie taking over and he's going to take all your health insurance and he's going to give your money away to like welfare people and immigrants and let the virus come in. Like he he that's what he does. He spins. And because Bernie is like interesting, he can spin that. But Biden is quite flavorless. So when you go opposite of boring, you just go chaotic. And, <laughs> you and, go and you Yeah, so Biden might be boring, but I told, I mean, I texted this to you, I was like, boring is gonna be, boring might be the silver bullet, which I, you know, I didn't
0: expect it, but here we are. I also think Biden has, like, decades of political capital, and yeah. I said this to you as well, that he has, like, he has relationships that span party lines, um, both in good ways and not. You Know what I mean? And there's a lot of really <laughs> shitty legislation that he's associated with, a lot of shitty decisions, but also a lot of good ones. Um, and I think yeah. he Patrick,
1: <laughs> Patrick, next to me and was like, Listen, I think Joe is kind of like a sleeper
0: in a good and bad way.
1: <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs> I was like, That's actually really funny
0: and reasonably accurate. I mean, in yeah, in terms of. I mean, what the debate taught me today was meh, so many things, so many. But like I I think Bernie would have lost for sure the debate. The yeah. the debate
1: and playing by Trump's rules. I mean, yeah, maybe the election too, but yes, definitely playing by Trump's rules Bernie would have struggled. In that debate, not from my eyes, because I support Bernie's, a lot of Bernie's policies and approaches, but in the eyes of, I can see, you know what I mean, in the eyes of, like, the American electorate, how Trump would have been able to put that through his machine and spit out an image. Um, well, yeah, because Bernie's
0: not willing yeah. to play the game. Like, I was texting one of our friends yeah. about that, and and that's exactly, it's it's, like, one of his best qualities, but also, like, one of his worst. Like, he has integrity, he sticks to... His guns and what he believes in. But the cost of that is like. He's not willing to spin things. He's not willing to be a politician. Right. And like.
1: Like, I don't know. But that's tough when you're like dealing with a bully. On media. Uh, And like perception. Like he's really like the perception king. He's like the misdirection king. Trump is.
0: Well yeah. Um, He would not answer. He wouldn't condemn white supremacists. And I was like that's pretty lit. Great. Love that. He said okay boys.
1: He was like, Will you Chris Wallace was like, Will you tell white supremacists to stand down? And he, and it went back and forth and he was like, Yep, 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 yep. And he's like, Will you, will you? And they kind of made him say something and he was like, I thought he said, Okay, boys, stand down, stand by. Yep. Which is already fucking scary because it's like, stand by is not the same thing as do not I condemn white supremacy. That's you know what i mean saying stand by is like load up your guns and stand around like and he encouraged people he's like poll watchers a very calm thing a very peaceful thing i think there's going to be fraud so i want everyone to go out there and hang around the polls that's literally like threatening do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like he's telling his supporters to go and stand on election boots and watch the polls which is literally it's an
0: intimidation tactic That's that's the thing. He he knew exactly what he was saying. He knew exactly what he was doing. Everyone expressed outrage about that comment. And I was like, I'm not even outraged. It's so on brand. Like, he just fucking sucks. And, like, he knows his electorate. And he knows who he's trying to appeal to. And, like, one of our friends, like, said something that really resonated with me. Which is that, like, this debate tonight, as well as probably upcoming debates, are not intended to change people's minds. Slash they're not going to. No, like no. there Trump spoke to who he knows will vote for him, just as Biden spoke to who he knows will vote for him. And it th- yeah. really if it's but, anyone's game, I, do think- I don't know.
1: No, I I do. Yeah, you're right. Like we we have every right to be scared. Um and and unsure about who will win but I do think there's a swath of people who did vote for Trump last time because they just thought like we need to clear the swamp like these politicians are just like in cahoots with each other and we need like a shrewd businessman and whatever they believed whatever they believed about Trump and I do think there's a swath of people who have like been disillusioned by that they're like he's not what I thought he was and he did look like a clown tonight so I think to those people um, I mean, Trump Trump supporters, the hardcore Trump supporters that are out there waving his flag, um, they, you know, like they're going to vote for him no matter what. So you, we're not, no one, no one's claiming them. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And if he panders to them, he panders to them. Like, Like, what can we do about that? Like, we just have to hope that enough people are disgusted by that, pandering to that portion of you know like the human psyche um like right-wing populism is always more addictive right it's like xenophobic fear of the other like the amygdala response is i mean you're fighting something like difficult um and it's powerful so we have every right to be scared but i i i actually think biden did a good job kind of towing the middle line and um I don't believe in all this liberal, I I, I think in some ways he'll, you know, he won't change too many things, but Trump has to go. Like it's not, I don't think it's good for the psyche. Like we're really going down a bad path.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Actually, there's this really interesting um, thing that I saw on Twitter um, shared by someone named Laura Bronner. It was about um, just they, they like surveyed how people felt towards Trump and Biden, specifically on, like, polarization of voting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the way that the graphs looked, it just looks like there's no middle ground, essentially. It's, like, it's what we described, which is, like, his supporters, like, like Trump supporters and Biden supporters. And there's not really many people on the fence. Um, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And another thing that was interesting was that Like it also surveyed, it asked people like how favorably or not they viewed Biden and Trump and their very favorable ratings were very similar, but Trump's very unfavorable ratings were much higher than Biden's. So that's why I say this is really every man's game. It's
1: every man's game, but that's, that's exactly what I meant when I said like Biden is flavorless, (laughs) like he's not. No one, it's like they're equal on like favorable, but the unfavorable, he's just not a bad taste. I really and and I don't know, I don't know what it is because I think in many ways he might be a very very similar to Hillary Clinton, and someone's gonna call me like sexist for it. But Hillary Clinton left a bad taste in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like she felt evil, and and I don't know how to explain it, and I do know that like. I I worry that the same gang, like he's in bed with the same gang, but I I am happy that perspective-wise, Biden. I don't know. Biden doesn't leave any taste in my mouth. He just
0: <laughs> nothing. You know. It's interesting. Not evil. Not bad. Flavorless. It's Interesting that you say boring. that because I watching this debate made me feel really bad for Hillary because like it yeah. He, well, he said, "Shut up, man." Well, that's the and... thing. If Hillary had ever <laughs> tried Dude. to say anything like that would have been world Yo. war three um and i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna talk about my personal opinion of her it's just more like my comparison why like, though no no don't i on. just i think i'm a hard neutral i voted for her in 2016 on, on Hillary? Yeah. yeah i mean i, I voted i for mean her that's too. the thing i just i feel like that that is my opinion like i voted for her yeah
1: that's the thing. I'm, like, I do, I do resent, honestly, being, like, oh, you're going to feed us this, like, bland stuff again, same liberalism, and you're just going to, like, force me to vote for it again. Like, it feels like they're not listening to us, but I do, I mean, I'm holding up hope that Biden gets in there and he just puts, like, younger cabinet members, like, even 40-somethings, you know, that have a couple
0: decades left. I fully trust um, that Biden will put people in positions of power that pander to identity politics. I fully trust that he'll put in people that on paper. Are you happy about it? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, right? I feel like it can't be superficial. I'm like sick of it. I do think we need to focus on economics. Um, And that's what I respect Bernie for. And I think that's what he really brought to the table is that you follow the money. Like I I honestly, like I'm tired, you know? um and and there are things that are about obviously there are like racial politics there's systemic racism in the country and you talk about all these things but i i do think it's economics that compounds on all of it um
0: yeah i mean and and we just yeah race and class i think define
1: any and every issue
0: that occurs and yeah economics is like underpinning those things
1: well, I just think we have to do it that way because otherwise, like, the liberals, that's the, that's the big attack on the Democratic Party, right? Is that, like, they're the same bourgeoisie with, like, a queer flag and a multicolored people. And that's not enough. It's never been enough. And all it does is leave a bad taste in your mouth.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, my thing so is, we, like... You
1: need We need real real
0: we we need real change that's going to come from organizers and grassroots movements who are still organizing right now and will continue to regardless of who is in power um no i yeah you know so i i just i feel like my opinion now democrats and republicans is i hate both parties i really do hate both of them yeah exhausted i'm tired but again we're entrapped by this two-party system and i will probably always vote democrat there's never been i know a republican a, that's um, ever made me be like you know what maybe you're the I, right one i don't even,
1: i don't even want to say i'll always always vote democrat because i i want to hold hope that the republican party is just like so embarrassing right now and i want to be like if we're in a two-party system i want the two parties to at least be like reasonable people where i could essentially like you should be able to believe in either candidate do you know what i mean like they should both be like reasonable have good economic policy plans healthcare plans climate plans like even if they disagree and you know like the the size of the government differs or whatever like i don't know it's just we've gotten to the point of ridiculousness where i'm like (laughs) like it's just so chaotic It is. Um, I don't know why I can't, but you're right. It's so hard to disengage
0: too. Yeah. And in some (laughs) ways impossible to disengage. So I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to do the best Mm -hmm. that we can with what we have. Um, Like, I think, I, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode regarding the post office, but I think that the logic for that still applies where it's like, we just need to get through the election and we need to get rid of Trump. And then after that, I will have any and every conversation about reform or abolition or both of many different things. I
1: it's not even, honestly, I think, I mean, it. it's a conversation. These are complex things. I think there are a lot of common sense things that can be done like right away that can help save a lot of lives and make a lot of lives better. Um, and we need to be imaginative but not overly abstract because we're working with policy and you're right it's just 40 days less than 40 days get it done
0: yeah like um, i just want to make sure that people are able to get like their mail-in ballots fine it's was
1: scary what he said though. it's terrifying just like, it's mortifying um, where well when they were just like will you both commit to being calm until the results are really in and he was like well not 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 if it seems like and he's like will you commit to not c- claiming victory either of you claiming victory until all the ballots have been counted and he could not say yes to that honest to god he's just he, such a little he's already, boy. like i'm just like no but he's he's already stoking hate he's just like no, no no and before he was like I found I heard about like some ballots in the in the trash that some of them said Trump on them. Like I don't know, like those just happened to say Trump, but any of them, you know, like we don't know. And then by the end, when he was getting poked harder, he was like, "They said Trump." Like they're all of those ballots that are being thrown out are mine. That's why I want my supporters to go and check in on everything, and that's why this is a rigged election. Like he really, it is, and 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 then to also not be able to say. I want to put Amy Coney Barrett, Bennett Barrett, <laughs> on the Supreme Court on the Supreme Court, and then they might have to get involved. Like we might have to use the judicial
0: branch to determine the election. I'm just saying, pack the court. That's all. That's what I think. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just like I'm
1: just like we just need. It's just crazy that we cannot in this time of like great instability that we can't even get presidents that will say yes to just being calm while information comes in like they're like no, no 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 no, we have to freak out because that chaos is fuel um and that's what's scary to me because it just life feels too chaotic it- you know boring and chaotic it's like it's like life is boring and chaotic biden's boring trump's chaotic it's like everything is just extreme i'm <laughs> just like it's wild it's like everything fits into that paradigm for me right now
0: no i mean i have to say my life has been (laughs) reason reasonably interesting these past few days Uh, yeah that's (laughs) the thing though honestly it's like
1: it's like you had a sleepover with some friends y'all got covid tested i went to a comedy show i went to the beach that's the thing too it's like it's like it's hard to disengage from this stuff but and I know a lot of people are going through hard times and even like someone in my family has COVID. Oh, it's I'm like, sorry. things are difficult. Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, but not my immediate family, but pretty close to me. I just, I don't yeah, really yeah, talk course. about it, but um, um, but like things are hard, but still like there's beauty in the day to day and we should, you know, it's federal politics at the end of the day. So what's going to happen will happen. And if you worry about something before it happens, you basically put yourself through it twice, right? True. Um, So we have, there's only so much control we have over what Trump is going to do, what Biden's going to do, how this is going to play out. We only have so much control. We're voting for people who vote for people who vote for the president. Um, So vote please like respect yourself and respect the rights you've been given and do what you can do what you believe you have every right to not vote you have every right to vote third party you have every right to vote for biden or trump like you 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 have rights you know so just i don't know that's how i feel about it and then just try try to enjoy your life because there are people that didn't make it past this summer um and yeah and I try, I try to remember that because there are people that even like the, the beauty and joy and terror I've seen in the last two months, there are people who didn't get to see it. Hey,
0: there's this, Um, you know, I follow um, a lot of quotes, blogs on Instagram. I follow like literally 15. I love them. Um, yeah. But I specifically lately have been really into stoic philosophy and my favorite.
1: Yeah, I know. you. I love Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius. I don't
0: know anything about him personally. I would not be surprised if he was actually a piece of shit in real life. But I think a lot of the things he said... Oh, whatever. (laughs) Honestly, here's my thing,
1: too, though. It's like everything needs a caveat now. Like, yeah, he was a Western philosopher. You know who else probably sucked? Eastern philosophers. Like, everyone sucks, (laughs) okay? But there's wisdom to be had. There's things to learn. And like with everything, like with religion or parents or anything, you you take what makes you a better person and... We have to learn to do that, I think. But anyway, go on. Stelicism. Yes, he... Um,
0: there's, this, <laughs> there's this quote I really, really liked that he he has that really resonated with me, but it's, When you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. And I just feel like that's kind of the mentality I'm trying to live my life by in current state. Yeah. Um, Trying. I mean, that's the thing with
1: like stoicism or exercise or anything. That's like a habit. It's like, unless you do it every day, it doesn't work as well, which is fucking toxic. But it just you gotta. I mean, you have to. You have to re. Yeah, when you arise each morning, you have to reset yourself to that goal, which is really hard. Yeah,
0: for- I mean, because it's hard to get out of bed lately. Um, and and we were discussing this before. It's been especially hard um, because I think what what gets people out of bed bed every morning is like some strong belief in something like hope. Or like, of course, I don't know, faith. Um, And I think you and I both realized either recently or only discussed this recently. I'm not sure. For me, it was a recent revelation um, as well as recently discussing with you. But like, I'm just realizing, like, I love Hinduism. And I love Hindu philosophy and theology, um, but I don't know how much I actually believe in in God in the way that Hinduism has taught us. And like, I know we're of like slightly different sects, but it's just like I don't know. This situation has made me question like what what I can truly believe in all the time. And I'm, I'm realizing belief is quite hard. Like it is blind in many ways.
1: But faith—that's that's the thing too. Is like faith is. It's 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 essentially transcendent, right? Like you must just believe. Like there's no way to know, and I think that's that's very difficult for us because, um, I mean, we've grown up in in Western like modern Western society, right? Where. Um, it's kind of we've been taught that if you can name things and label them and understand them and destigmatize them and, you know, like, in, like really, like if you think about it enough and make enough sense of it, if you science, use science and kind of clear it up, that you, you know, can have con, you have more control and that control will give you stability, but things come around, like especially like you know, like a pandemic or a depression economic depression or any you know violence um and you realize like you have very little control and you can you know look to your sciences and your graphs and everything but it but it seems that you can't make sense of it that nature and chaos has kind of taken over and you realize how you know you can just kind of be thrown around we
0: have much less control than we really think yeah, and it's inevitable that we um, turn to and despair that's, and I, in many ways like which is what makes it dangerous. But I think,
1: yeah, I think I, and I definitely do turn to despair. I'm not trying to sound super wise, but I think that's where we look for faith and transcendence to fill that void. Because um, when when you have no control um, and you want to just turn to despair, that's what Appa always talks about, like sadhanagati. And this is not just Hinduism, right? Like, this is why I think I really can be open like i love religion i really do and i and i don't think i don't know if i god is real but i told you this i don't know if god is real but i do think god is man's greatest idea you know human's greatest idea because it helps us um that all humans do is try to control nature or live in in harmony with nature but kind of like you know to different levels semi-control it or control it too much but you you try not to be thrown around by nature because nature is such a scary force but at moments when you really feel like you do lose control that's when the idea of god comes in and and helps you saranagati helps you just surrender so that you don't turn to despair so that you can believe in
0: something larger
1: because i think without that i don't know if it's true but without it i know
0: i uh, it's hard for um me. one thing that one thing that really like made sense to me when I first learned about it was like um deism, I think is what it is. Uh like is deities? Deism? I don't wanna be saying the wrong thing. It's it's the concept it's the one where where God created us but then left us behind. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh god
1: no but gonna, it's,
0: it's funny you're saying yikes because that actually okay deism is the belief in the existence <laughs> of a supreme being specifically of a creator who does not intervene in the universe i find that somewhat mm. heartwarming and hear me out um oh a laissez-faire a laissez fair god are you sure you're yikes. not <laughs> we'll touch that next um yeah. no it's more just like when i look at the world And I see all the horrific things that are happening. Oftentimes, I've debated with my dad, like, hey, like, how is karma fair? Because a lot of the people who are doing really shitty things now, like, we don't see them answer to their actions. And my dad was like, well, the way you need to think about it is, like, God is like a filmmaker. And he's viewing his movie, which is all the Mm -hmm. lifetimes and all the timelines. And he's the one that gets that bigger picture he she it you know what i mean but like he's the one that gets that bigger picture Mm -hmm. so yeah he is the one that sees people answer to the consequences of their actions positive or negative because he sees what they become when they span multiple lifetimes and like that makes logical sense but it's not something that i always feel like i can believe in which is why deism resonates because like you know what i mean like it's just like okay if god left us behind and that's why some people suck. I can kind of be like, okay. I think, no, but here's what I'm saying is, I think that works for you because True. it
1: makes sense to you. You know, it's, it may, it's more logical. But I I think my mom, my mom is very much more practical. I think your dad like can put his ideas into words more. But she says something very similar where, where she says, well, in tamar she just says mm, That's a nice like, line. Like, like basically, God has the yeah, like God, God has the light, or like God is the one that sees, which is kind of what your dad was saying. In that, like, he has the big picture. Um, he can zoom out and see in all the timelines, through all the lives, through all the the grand things that are happening, that people eventually pay, and the world eventually comes into balance. But he, like, he has the light, but we have to surrender to that idea. We have to transcend and have faith, blind faith, that he would know, or like God would know, um, because there's there's no way that we can know. And I think that's where, that's where people like us struggle, right? Because we're like scientists and talkers mm-hmm. and thinkers. Um, and we want to make sense of it. But but I think where God is most powerful is when things don't make sense, because as long as they make sense, we don't need God, True. you know, like I, I, I never I never think of God when I mean, I, I, good people, really religious people are like, thank you, God. Thank you. But we want to I mean, but what is that but like daily gratitude, like people like we journal and have you have gratitude journals, you know? But that's basically just saying thank you to God for the powers that be, the energy that be for when things are good. And then look, look to Him to fill the void of despair when things are no right, good. Right. But that's
0: another, that's um, a very key point, right? Like, I, and I, that's, that's when I realized I might not believe in this after all, is when I realized, well, I only turn to God when I want things to get better. And I only turn to God. Right. Yeah. When it's good, when it's not like I'm sitting there good. like, oh, you know, God is good. God has given me this, Medium. and that's when I was like, well,
1: it's true. But I think I'm just like a selfish bitch. I don't, I
0: don't, don't think like you're a selfish. Bitch. When things I don't are think good, so. I'm just like, I think that's reducing, <laughs> yeah, reducing the many emotions that I go know. behind that. I mean, you know, I mean, no, no you know what no, this reminds right. me of. Yeah, First of all, sure. two things. One, um, this is the best and coolest conversation I've had in a while. So like i love you too and i feel like i always want to talk about this kind of stuff with people because you know how existential i get pretty much on any day that we met in literally so true that's how we became friends (laughs) that i haven't um and we studied completely different ways for that class um if i remember correctly,
1: i stayed up with you you did you did but you also went to class I liked going to class. I was such. You're not I'm lame. So You're just lame. like
0: a rule follower. <laughs>
1: no, honestly, I skipped a lot of classes. I liked that class.
0: Like I, I liked honestly. Being in there. I don't know if I liked the class so much as I liked the passages that he made us read. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I liked. I, do you remember Akshay Thapper?
1: I I can't believe I'm yes, like a double I do. naming yeah. people. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well he was he was in that class, so I felt like I knew someone and he would like raise his hand and stuff, so I don't know, discussions are cool. Like where else are you gonna have a room of random people discussing Hindu philosophy that I can like listen to? You know what? And participate this is gonna in? be a
0: very elitist statement and like was part of my problem in college, but like I just found most of the people in that class to be stupid. So, you know. No, me too, me too. But that also I was like I mean, I got to go home feeling smart. I never felt. I think this has been true of me my whole life. Like, I never feel smarter when I'm in a room full of mostly dumb people. I feel like I've gotten stupider, and then I come home angry and frustrated. And that's kind of how I felt in that setting quite often. The only positive memory within class itself that I have okay, two. The first was when he made the joke about the TA and said she absconded that was just hilarious and you and I will hold on <laughs> to that forever no quiz <laughs> Gabby has absconded. yeah that was no that quiz. was like, a great memory and the <laughs> other was at the end of the class um when we finally got to ask him which sect of Hinduism he himself he himself aligns with right and he said yeah he said and I did not see that coming at all and Right, and that Me that either dude really don't. really respect him yeah. because I think if you can teach in a way that like does not at all bias or influence others into your beliefs, you are a true educator true. and like.
1: Yeah that's a good idea. That's that's a good point. that's He he really good, I, and I yeah. think
0: and my dad says this to me too. He's like I know that that class had an impact on you because ever since that class you've done your own readings and understandings and musings on Hinduism. And I know that no matter what choice you make in terms of what you believe, Hinduism will always be held in high regard for you. And that like I don't know. You know, I hero worship my dad, but like that was a really nice thing of him to say to me. Like, you know,
1: <laughs> I so, think healthy. Healthy. so healthy, healthy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, he taught me how to think. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think hero worshipping your dad is is especially if he's a good guy who's really provided for you. is You know, not a bad this, thing. Is, this is a
0: little random, but um, my mom was just telling me the other day, like when she started to fall in love with my dad um and they were arranged obviously but um they sp- they spoke on the phone for three obviously. months and my mom didn't have a phone in her house but her neighbors did so every day my dad would call her neighbors and one day i think they were just talking <laughs> about like charitable contributions and like doing good for others um, after that conversation my mom like had this feeling of like wow he's just so kind
1: Oh my I god, he's he's such, such a, type a helper type. That.
0: Like such a type two. Um yeah. I see why I have yeah. so so much type two. Oh, is appa, he really? my appa is too. Yeah. I love a, that. I think same,
1: my dad's yeah. a two wing one. He says yes. He says yes. It sometimes gets on Amma's nerves because he almost can't say no. He's such a helper. He'll just like give himself up my, to help people. My
0: dad will say no. But um I think I think though yeah. my dad's my dad learned how to say no to be honest because my mom coached him a lot yeah like he yeah uh, I think same in my family sometimes right. like you get just, what you need you know it's funny because when I was in younger I did not really fully understand their marriage and like how they worked
1: whoever it's, does it's like the proverb of yeah I don't think our kids would either I do know I, I, I literally i think back on my childhood I'm like, did I even consider my parents as uh this is sad to say, but I think I mean I just like they you know she drove me to dance class, she like drove me here, she picked me up from school, she made me food, I'm like was I truly aware like watching totally spies and like practicing dance and like doing all my bullshit of what of the mechanism of work that she did to like create like my life foundation like I just I like I didn't even think about their effort as people let alone their dynamic as like a couple like these are all like recent thoughts as I've like grown into more of an adult and realized how difficult life is that I then now I think about wow like think about yeah what I mean hindsight me, you know? is
0: 2020 number one but number two no um, I hate this. I I'm sorry, this year. Okay, that that's that that's, so <laughs> that's so I fair. That's so fair. I guess maybe anymore. the more important thing though is I think it takes maturity and growth yeah. to look back yeah. and find positives in things um that you couldn't have seen as a child. And I think it goes back to your point before of like me me liking old philosophers who might have been shitty people. But if they had some nuggets of good, like you should still be able to appreciate it. And in some ways, that's how I feel about my parents' relationship. Everyone. Like, of course, there's aspects that I mean, I'm like, mm, don't love that, not really cute. But other aspects, I'm like, well, I feel like this is some peak fucking romance right here.
1: <laughs> yeah, and people are out here coming out here to cancel Marcus Aurelius, and then still listening to Chris Oof. Brown. Like, everyone's <laughs> messy as fuck. Like, yeah, like let's just let's just, you know what I mean? Like, everyone is good and bad, just like like don't like you can see through like it's so transparent and fake when people like you know like yes there are people that are really bad and are truly like dangerous and violent and evil but a lot of people just disagree you know and that's okay like you uh, you you don't get to like just i don't know especially when there's a lot to be learned that I think people need to get comfortable with the idea that there's a lot to be learned from people you disagree with and maybe don't have adversaries
0: Um, so much. And I mean, you know, this about me, I used to be like a very make like living in my own bubble kind of person. Like I was like, these are my people who have similar ish beliefs to me and I don't want to fuck with anyone else. Um, and I think that was very limiting to my growth, to be honest. Um, Yeah. Well, you don't realize what you don't know. That's a good good catch all. (laughs) Yeah, which is just dangerous because there's so much. I really want you to watch the show Dark on Netflix. Yeah, it's not an American show, right? It's a German TV uh, show. Something else. Yeah, you can watch it English. German. German. I do not recommend that. I would say watch it in German. No, um, no, no. At first I was oh, like, this gosh. is so hard to, like, follow along with, but, like, always. after a few episodes I was like, actually I'm following, but one of the famous lines in the show is, like, what we know is a drop, what we don't know is an ocean. And and it also touches right. on exactly. just our entire discussion on God um, and what we can and cannot control and has a lot of deterministic, philosophical takes. And I just think that show really, like, made me think. Um, okay, can I read a quote? Um, okay, so...
1: Because when you said dark, right? Um, and dark it always makes me think of, like, nighttime, like, the unknown. Like, it, I mean, it makes sense, right? It's like the unknown is an ocean, and like mm-hmm. uh, the unknown is, like, the scariest thing. Uh, and we were kind of talking about how, like western beliefs especially like to label and talk and think um and reason and study to in order to understand in order to limit and lessen the unknown and thus provide us with some sort of like you know hope and stability mm-hmm. and knowledge rather than fear and despair um and this is a quote by it's, it's in Free Woman, Free Man by Camille Paglia, who, Paglia, who's kind of controversial. But this is like an amazing quote, I think. Okay. <laughs> Science. <laughs> Sorry. <Yes. laughs> okay. Ready? Science is a method of logical analysis of nature's operations. It has lessened human anxiety about the cosmos by demonstrating the materiality of nature's forces and their frequent predictability. But science is always playing catch-up. Nature breaks its own rules whenever it wants. Science cannot avert a single thunderbolt. Western science is a product of the Apollonian mind. Its hope is that by naming and classification, by the cold light of intellect, archaic night can be pushed back and defeated to name is to know to know is to control
0: i wish you could see my face right now but i'm making like my impressed expression um that adds up um i feel like people like what they know and what they can yeah. define and what they can systematize and carefully store away so that we create this illusion of knowing more and more um Wow, it's a good line. Lines.
1: Yeah, no, I, I really, I was like, wow. Because it really, like, got, and even, like, talking about dark and then the, the quote that you pulled out of it after, like, you know, of the entire show, I can't believe you pulled that quote out. But it's interesting because you said dark and then, the, like, what we know is a drop and what we don't know is an ocean. And it's just, like, by the cold light of intellect, archaic night can be pushed back and defeated. Like you're trying to just know things so that you can push back the dark. But you, you're right. So much it is interesting know. that so that's no- the
0: quote that I picked because I am very much like a, I am a definer, and I like to create random systems. And you know my obsession yes, with yeah. like classifying people with personality tasks galore. Yeah.
1: What, what was <laughs> it? It's like I'm an ENTJ, um, um, type. What am I? Type 4 wing... You are no, an wait, ENTJ. Sorry. You're a type what 3 I? wing 4. Yeah. Type Yeah, ENTJ, type mm-hmm. 3, wing 4, Taurus, Earthbender. <laughs> and
0: I am an ENTJ girl. as well.
1: But... Yep. Yeah. Indian-American, thumber, dark-skinned, um, progressive. Like, it's like, identity is just... We're all such a discrete individual, like, it's annoyingly unique things like uh, uh, where well, it's can funny you, end that you say that because yourself, you um
0: because like for someone like i'm speaking specifically about myself right now but like for someone that like it's very much focused on like identifying and defining myself and others both for who they are and with relation to one another the sect of hinduism that That my family follows is Advaita Vedanta which essentially suggests that the only true identity is Brahman's and Brahman is unknowable and unthinkable so my entire identity is like false yes can you define that Brahman's yes so because I think there could be confusion so Brahman is within my sect specifically and then I'll let you define it for yours um but within my sect specifically, it's, it's basically our conception of God. But as opposed to thinking of God as a person, place, or thing, it's kind of like a concept that spans space and time. Um, and it's the only thing that's real. So the idea of Advaita Vedanta philosophy is that this physical world that we as people exist in is false. And it's just a projection that Brahman is created and the way to escape, quote unquote, this reality and this, again, quote unquote, hell is to recognize that this is false, including the fact that you as an identity and as an individual autonomous human being is false and that the only truth is Brahman.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So, false is interesting. So, basically, and I'm going to fill some words in here cuz um the different sects of Hinduism don't really like differ mm-hmm. so much as they mm-hmm. like layer on top of each other. Do you know what I mean? And you like decide which layers. It's complex. They don't really like a they don't really like fight each other in that way. Um but basically, mm-hmm. it's like sarvam dukham, all is suffering in life. So, the hell is life itself. Like life is so difficult to live and it's full of suffering. Um And but it's really just a maya. It's an illusion. Then the suffering is an illusion. So if you can choose to see past that and understand that what the truth, or Mm -hmm. as you're defining it, you're saying Brahman, or the truth is is beyond the maya, beyond the illusion, and that truth is is um, that everything is really just energy. Then you liberate yourself from from this hellish suffering and falsehood. Yeah, suffering and life. Yes. And falsehood. Um, This is a, I'm sorry, but same, same book um, related quote, just one line. It just says 20th century physics going full circle back to Heraclitus postulates that all matter is in motion. In other words, there is no thing, only energy, but this perception has not been imagin imaginatively absorbed for it cancels the West's intellectual and moral assumptions. But I think Eastern religions like Hinduism and yep. Buddhism have never really had that problem. They are very comfortable postulating that everything is energy. Um, and, and for that reason, you know, being less at war with nature. Kind of, kind of being like, sarvam dukam. there's nothing we can control. And for that reason, we will understand that this is all an illusion and we have so little control. And we will instead surrender yes. to the grand truth. Not, not, not the little truth. That reminds of, of me of a quote life. by
0: you know Swami Vivekananda, right? Okay, so for for uh, our listeners, yeah, he's just of one course. of the of best Hindu philosophers, I think, of all time. Um Minds. just a philosopher, in not general. even just Hindu, yeah. just any religion. Minds. He was,
1: he's really, he, mind yeah, is,
0: honestly, he was a gift to this world. And gift. there was one speech he gave where he basically addressed the the idea that well if if the world is false and like this is suffering why did brahman create this construct anyway like why did brahman do that and his answer is to which the hindu says we do not know and i just thought that was so astute and so honest and so true it's just it, it, right. it stabs you and in like the heart I don't know. I just appreciated that because I think you know how I am with like honesty and transparency. Like especially when someone's trying to get me to blindly believe in something, and it's based on like assumptions that you can't particularly back. For him to be like, honestly, I don't know, and I don't know that that's knowable, and that is that's a true facet of life in general like that a lot of things are unknowable like that really like got through to me so wow look at us being existential immediately after the presidential debate (laughs) (laughs) this is very typical of us i feel like we had conversations like this throughout college yeah which cemented our friendship for for lifetime like forever we will be friends forever i think i mean yeah i mean there's no one yeah else i think same i think level. um again we were really our friendship was like truly fused and bonded because of hindu philosophy though we were friends before that but like i think taking that class together really just like we had to start thinking like this together to do well in the class and eventually we realized actually this might be a shared interest area And then it just continued from there. And to be honest, sometimes I drive myself insane by thinking about stuff like this completely on my own. So it just feels a little less lonely when I can talk to someone else about it. And that goes back to what we were saying in the (laughs) beginning, like for me, I feel less lonely and I feel like I have something I can put all my faith in when I have people I can talk to about these, like about existential dread. It's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think that's something I'm glad we have each other for that reason, because not everyone has the bandwidth to listen to us talk. Um, But I think, I don't know, I think it's also a reason that it would, um, this podcast is nice for people, because you can kind of just listen along to other people talking, and you don't have to, I think, I think a lot of people are thinking about these things. um, And uh, religion, you know, it just is one of those things, is one of the ways humans try to exert control. And I, you know, the fear of the unknown, um, lack of control, not feeling close to people, like you can kind of discuss these big things with them. Um, <laughs> there's, it's big stuff. And I think, I don't think it's, it's weird that we did this after the election because I think on, on the, biggest level that's that's how that debate made me feel it made me feel like there's so much i don't know and so much i don't have control over and, how am i going to grapple um, with this how am i going to grapple with this yeah like really like i i i i laugh you know it seems like reality tv and there's going to be memes about it and like we know the deluge of memes and tweets and hot takes we're going to get tomorrow but um I think I think I'm glad we talked about it this way because this is really what I the more core of Me what too. I was feeling I think it, it um, again, tonight, transcended
0: you know. <laughs> beyond what the debate itself was and yeah. what was actually discussed I think it was more just like a a question a doubt even in like how are we supposed to proceed forward yeah
1: and our most honest answer is who's we don't going to know. win the selection? We do not know. We don't know. <laughs> see you around. But I'll see you around. <laughs>